Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. A couple weeks ago, I was preaching, the starting the series called Faith, or How to Build Your Faith. And we put the first sermon in the website already in podcasts that you can listen. Today will be the second sermon regarding faith, how faith comes to your life. I believe that it's my responsibility as a pastor to educate you and train you to be a strong Christian, to be a soldier of Christ. And it's very important to walk by faith and to know how to gain more and more faith. How many people realize that faith can grow as years go by? And I begin to see more and more the importance of having faith for every aspect of life. When you have faith, you will not lose sleep. You will not have high blood pressure. You will not have physical problems because faith will help you to be able to fight the problem in this life and you can overcome the problem in life in this world by faith. Jesus spoke through his apostle in the Bible that we fight the good fight of faith. Today we're going to learn, continue to learn how to build your faith and how to grow your faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 gives us the definition of Bible faith or heaven's faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So this is the definition of Bible faith. The Bible says that faith will give the substance. Substance is something you can see and you can feel, you can touch. Of the things that you hope for, and the confidence of the things that you have not seen yet. So faith will really help you to lay hold on the unseen things and bring them into the physical world. One translation says, Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for and convinced of what we do not see. There are many kinds of faith. One is we call human natural faith that everyone can have. Non-believers, believers can have natural human faith. Human natural faith depends on what they can see and what they can feel. But we're going to talk about Bible faith today, not human faith. Bible faith is believing in what God says in the Bible or believing in Rema, what the Holy Spirit speaks to you personally. It's a big difference between Believing or having faith from your heart and believing with your physical senses of what you can see and what you can hear. Bible faith will lay hold of the unseen things that you don't see and bring it into substance that you can feel and see. Bible faith is a warranty deed that you will eventually get what you fully hope for. Is a warranty deed. You're going to get it for sure when you have faith. It's the assurance in your heart that you're going to get what you ask God from. 
Amen. And I want you to have Bible faith, not human faith. I give you example. If you want to have strength to get up in the morning to go to work, you feel so tired, you did not have enough sleep because being on call, get called to the hospital or something, and you want the strength from God, then you hook your faith in the, in the heart here to what the Bible say. The Bible say in the book of Psalm chapter 27, verse 1, the Lord is the strength of my life. So you have faith to draw the strength from God so that you can do what God expects you to do. Or maybe you need finances to pay your bill, your obligations, maybe uh, electric bill or mortgage bill. And you see that the economy has gone down, people lose jobs, people get into trouble financially. But you have faith in the Bible. You say, God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. With the faith in your heart, you believe in what God say. And you haven't seen money yet. But by faith, you draw that to come into substance and existence or materialize into the physical world by faith. So the Bible faith is of the heart. It's not of the head. It's of the heart. And Bible faith is based on what God says, not on how your feeling tell you or what you see with your eyes. But Bible faith is based on the Word of God. Amen? Even though you don't see it, but you still believe God that it will happen. Amen? Now, a lot of people don't understand about knowing the Bible or having faith in the Bible. A lot of people don't really know the Bible. Even though you read, they read the Bible and even though they can quote the Bible, you will never know the Bible and experience the good things about the Bible until you put the Bible into action. You need to act on the Word of God. I give you an example. If you say, God, you are my strength. I believe you give me strength, but you don't get up from your bed, get dressed and go to work. You just lie there and still kind of feel pity on yourself. You don't act on the word of God to get up from the bed and believe that you draw the strength from God. You will never experience Psalm chapter 27, verse 1. You need to act on the word of God, that he gives the strength to your life. A lot of people don't understand about faith. They just have hope. They say like this, I hope God will answer me. I hope God will give me strength. They just go by hope not by faith. Do you need to understand about the principle of the kingdom of God? If you want God to move his hand for you, to do something for you, to answer your prayer, you need to reach out to him by faith. Hope will not make God move. You can have hope that doesn't stop at hope. You need to go to the level of faith in the word of God, and then that faith will bring substance of things you hope for. So in this Listen, we're going to learn how to walk by faith, how to grab a hold of what God promised in the Bible, and how we can make God move his hand for us when we pray, or when we present our petition, or when we intercede for somebody, or when we command something to happen in our life, when we exercise authority by faith. And we're going to see God move on our behalf because we pray or command and demand by faith. Amen? So it's so important that Christians need to learn how to walk by faith. 
Hope will say, "One of these days, I will have the answer from God. Maybe God will answer me. That is hope. But faith say, "I believe God answer me now, and I will see it happen in my life according to what the Bible promises me." That is faith. Faith is now, but hope is uncertainty for the future. The devil tried to destroy the church by giving the church the wrong definition of faith. It's substitute of the real Bible faith, and they look alike, and that is called mental assent or mental agreement. A lot of Christians say, "Yes, I agree with the Word of God. I agree what God say." They just agree mentally. It's not of the heart. Faith is of the spirit. But agreement is of the mental. In the operating room nowadays, we have um, uh, we call a pause situation, a pause practice. Doctor cut the wrong leg, operate on the wrong side of the body. When the patient under general anesthesia on the table, before the doctor grab the knife, we have a pause, and we say, "This is the patient name, birth date, what surgery." What side? So I have to look at my side. I stand on the right side of the body, and then what medication is the equipment in the room? After the anesthesiologist or the the nurse say, "Yes, this is a patient birth date. What kind of surgery? What equipment?" Everyone is in the room, and everyone say, "Not amen." Everyone say, "Yeah," or say, "Yes, we agree." They agree, but how many people are going to be on the table to let the doctor cut them? Only the patient that have faith that the doctor can perform surgery for him or for her, but other people may say no, not for me. But I say yes with you because I agree the surgery will help. That is mental assent. If you look in the Bible carefully, you can see that every time the Bible talk about faith, it talks about the heart, not about the mental agreement. For example, Romans chapter ten verse ten, the Bible say, "For with the heart." One believes unto righteousness, with the heart one believes. Mark chapter eleven verse twenty three. For as surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, "Be removed and be cast into the sea," and does not doubt in his heart, but believe, but believe in where? In his heart too. Doubt and believe in his heart that those things he say will be done. He will have whatever he say. Faith is of the heart, and we need to learn as Christian how to walk by the faith in the heart, according to what the Scriptures say. How can we tell whether you have faith in the heart or you have mental assent or mental agreement? People who have mental agreement will say this way: I know God's word is true. I know the promise of God is true, but I don't understand why God doesn't answer my prayer, and. I don't understand why they don't listen to me. That is mental agreement, because they don't really have faith in their heart, but they just agree in their mind that God is real. But their heart, they don't really believe. But for those people who have the faith in the heart, will say, "If God say it is so, yes, it is so, and I settle it, and I have it, and I know it's for me now, and I believe it." That is. The faith of the heart. The faith in the heart will say, "Whatever God's words say, it is so. It is so for me too, and it's for me, 
and I grab it and I believe for myself and I know it will come to pass. That is the faith in the heart, and that kind of faith will give the evidence of things not seen, will give the substance of things hoped for. Somebody may say, "Well, yes, but the thing that I pray for, I have not seen, so I don't believe," and that is not real faith. That is human faith. Human faith will want to see first and then say, "I believe." Once you see it, then it's not faith anymore, but it's about knowing. You see with your own eyes. Okay, money come in. Yeah, I have faith that God give me money. That is not faith anymore. That is just knowing that God provide for you. A lot of people put things in the wrong order. They want to see first, and then they believe. That is not Bible faith. They want to experience something first, and then they believe. That is not Bible faith. The Bible faith is. Different. Look at what the Bible says in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Listen carefully. Therefore, I say to you, this is what Jesus said, not Dr. Lau's word, not Pastor Lau's word. It's the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Which comes first? Having or believing come first? Believing that you receive, even though you haven't seen it. And you believe that it will come, and then it will come later on. Believing that you have it must come before having it. That is Bible faith. When you reach out to God in prayer, you believe that you receive your petition, your answer of prayer, and then you wait until it becomes materialized. Amen? This is the principle that you use for everything in your prayer life. Whatever you need from God, whatever you pray on earth here, go back to listen to the series called Touching Heaven, Changing Earth about prayer. Actually, I have not even finished teaching that lesson yet, that series yet. But you go back to listen about how to pray. And you can see that you can reach out to God and pray by faith and things will happen for you. I give you an example. If you ask God to heal your fever or heal your headache, and you say that if the headache is still there, I still hurt, I still have pain, then I believe, I will not be able to believe that God healed me. That is a wrong way of praying. You need to believe first that God healed you already, even though the symptom is still bugging you, torturing you with the fever, with the pain, and you say, God already healed me by the stripe of Jesus Christ. I was healed. I believe God healed me already 2,000 years ago. I can stand on that faith in my heart. And then the outcome of healing will happen later on. You don't expect the symptom to go before you believe. You believe first, and the symptom will go later on. And then you act on the Word of God. Amen? That is Bible faith. Bible faith is believing in what the Bible says, not what your senses or physical senses tell you. If you are going to wait until the physical senses tell you what is right, and then you believe, that is not Bible faith. I want to emphasize this again and again, because a lot of Christians put things in wrong order. They want to see first and then believe. But Bible faith, you believe first, and you see the physical sense changes. 
One example in the Bible who don't have the Bible faith is Thomas. You heard about Thomas, doubtful Thomas. Thomas told the friend or the disciple that I will not believe that Jesus was resurrected until I can put my finger into his wound in the hand or the wound on the side. Then I will believe. And then Jesus showed up, and he did. And he said, "Oh, now I believe you are Lord." Thomas believed after he saw Jesus, and right after that, this is what Jesus said in John chapter 20, verse 29. Jesus said to him, "Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed." Thomas' faith is a wrong kind of faith. But the Bible faith say, even though you don't see, you still believe, and you shall be blessed. You don't need to see with your physical eyes. You don't need to feel with your hand what's going on. You don't need to smell something before you believe. A lot of Christians miss this truth in the area of faith. I give you example. People say like this: I believe that God can heal me because I see God heal somebody else. I believe that the baptism with the Holy Spirit is real because I see somebody speaking in tongue, because I see somebody. That is not Bible faith. The Bible faith is based on what God say, not what you see, or not what you hear from other people' testimony. But you base your faith on the Word of God. The Word of God say God heals. That is settled. God heals. Amen. If God say, "I can fill you with the Holy Spirit and have the signs of speaking in tongue," you believe that. That's it. That's settled in your heart. You believe what the Bible say. You know that God doesn't lie. A lot of time we are dealing with the physical, the mental, the physical, and the spirit. When I had fever and I pray, command fever to go away, my body will yell at me. My mind will yell at me. Are you crazy? You are the doctor. Are you crazy? Your fever is still there. The temperature is still high, and you say, "In Jesus' name, I'm healed." So when my body tell me like that, I say, "Shut up," because the Bible say, "Man lies, but God never lies." My body is a man, so man lie to me, but God's word never lies. Amen. So sometimes you need to tell your mind to shut up. You need to tell your body to shut up. This economy, when you look at the circumstances, your body will tell you, your mind will tell you, "I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to lose my home, everything." But you need to tell that, "Shut up," because my God shall supply all of my needs. Amen. 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 You will not lose your house. Amen. You need to learn how to walk by faith, not believing in what you see alone, but believing in what God say. This is what Jesus say. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. How many people want to be blessed in this room? Raise your hand up. What kind of lifestyle you need to walk? Walk by faith. If you want to be blessed by God, you need to walk by faith. You believe in the word of God, even though you have not seen. Look at another example opposite to Thomas, doubtful Thomas is Abraham. Romans chapter four, seventeen to twenty-one, talking about Abraham. 
and it is written, "I have made you a father of many nations." In other words, God promised him that he's going to be a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, whom Abraham believed. God. Who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did? Who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations. He means Abraham. According to what was spoken, he had faith in what God spoke. Okay, he put his faith in the word of God, in what God said. So shall your descendant be, and not being weak in faith. He did not consider. Everyone say consider. I mean, you put your mind on, you put your focus on, you think about it, you meditate about it. He did not meditate about it. He did not put his eyes on his own body, already dead. This guy was more than hundred years old. It's possible for him to have a baby. His wife was old too. The Bible continues to say, since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, scientifically, medically, it's impossible for a woman at that age to have a baby, to get pregnant. He did not waver at the promise of God. He just put his eye on the word of God and the promise of God. He did not waver to the promise of God through unbelief. But strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what He had promised, He was able to perform. Abraham was totally opposite to Thomas. Thomas said, "I believe when I see," but Abraham said, "Even though I don't see, what I see now is my old body. I'm an old man, and my wife is old too. But I'm not gonna look at that. I'm not gonna consider that." But I will stay in my faith with what God promised me, the faith in the heart of what God said. Abraham's faith, believing even though he did not see. Amen. I want to emphasize the word consider. Faith is of the heart. We learn faith is based on what the Bible say. And how can we walk by faith? By having our spiritual eyes. Our heart focusing, focused on what God say, considering, meditating, thinking about, focusing on what the Bible say, focusing on what God has done for you. Look at what the Bible say about what we should consider. A lot of us sometimes consider what it say in the TV, consider what it says in the newspaper. Or what the news say, we need to focus on what the Bible say. Let's look at some scripture here. What we should consider: Hebrews chapter three, verse one. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider. Everyone say consider. Look at, focus on, the apostle and the high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. God said that don't consider the worldly things, the natural thing, but we should consider Jesus Christ, the author, the beginner of the faith. 
the finisher of our faith. We should consider Jesus. How we consider Jesus? Two ways. Number one, we consider what Jesus has done for us. Go back to listen to the series called "The Exchange on the Cross." If you understand what Jesus has done for you on the cross, He died for you, so you you will not die. You have eternal life. He received all the sin of the world, so that you become the righteousness of God. He received rejection, so that you can be accepted by God. The exchange. He became poor on the cross, so that you might be rich. Amen. He received the curse on the cross so that the curse will be broken in your life and you will be blessed. I consider this when I wake up. Every time I face problem, I don't consider. I don't look at the problem, but I consider what Jesus has done for me, and I grab a hold of that and I believe that and I keep thinking about that and focusing on that in my heart. Then I will see the result later on. Amen. Consider what Jesus has done, and not only that. Consider what Jesus is doing right now. Jesus is the living God; He's not a dead God. He's doing something for us right now. And I will read the scripture later on. This is the big problem with Christians: we pay attention, we consider, or focus on the wrong thing all the time. When it comes to healing. We focus on the symptom, the X-ray finding, instead of focusing on what Jesus has done, focusing on the Lord. Or when it comes to the area of family problem, we focus on the problem in the family instead of focusing on the victory that God has given to us. We keep focusing, thinking about the wrong thing, and the Bible says clearly in Mark chapter nine, verse twenty-nine. Then he touched their eyes, saying, "According to your faith, let it be to you." If you consider or have faith in a negative thing, it will be done to you. If you have faith and consider the positive thing in the Bible, it will be done to you. It's your choice whether you're going to believe or focus on the wrong thing, or you're going to believe and focus on the promise of God, on what Jesus has done for you, and what Jesus is doing for you right now in heaven. You have to make choice. I make a choice to believe in what the Bible say, what Jesus has done for me. Amen. If you want God to answer your prayer, if you want the Word of God to work for you, if you want to see miracle in your life, if you want to see victory in your life, you need to change your consideration, to change your focus. You should keep believing on what God say. You keep considering. On the promise of God, not on the wrong thing, not on your symptom. I'm not telling you to deny symptoms. I'm not telling you to deny the low economy right now. It's the truth. The devil is real. I'm not saying that you deny that the devil is not real. I'm not saying that sickness is not real. I'm not saying that economy is bad right now. I'm not telling you to deny the reality of life. But don't focus on that. But focus on the promise of God. That's what I try to say. You consider the promise of God, and that will bring miracle and deliverance and healing and supernatural thing that will happen to you. Consider Jesus. Consider on what He say His He promised in the Bible. What Jesus did for us. Amen. What He's doing right now. Look at Hebrew chapter seven, verses twenty-five to twenty-seven. Therefore, He is 
also able to save the uttermost those who come to God through Jesus through Him, since He always lived to make intercession for them. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinner. And you can continue to read. So, what is Jesus doing right now? He make intercession for us. I have a picture of seeing Jesus on heaven. He was talking to the Father for you and me. He was praying to the Father intercession, praying for you and me in heaven. And he say, Father. Da is here already on the cross 2,000 years ago. Father, Jonathan is rich because I become poor for them. Father, Michael is healed by my stripe. Father, I've done everything for them. I'm their advocate. I'm their healer. I'm their victory. So. Jesus was talking like that to the Father in heaven. He was speaking the word of God. He was praying for all of us. Look at what the Bible say in understanding about Jesus' intercession. Hebrew 4:14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who is a great high priest, Jesus Christ, who has passed through the heaven, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Let me change the way we speak to the today language. Let us stand firm to confess the same thing Jesus confessed in heaven right now. Listen one more time. Instead of thinking negative, focusing on the negative, let us focus on what Jesus did for us and confess with our mouth by the stripe of Jesus we are healed. God shall supply all of my need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He is my strength. He's my healer. I'm the victorious one. I'm more than conqueror. Confess the same thing, saying the same thing, what Jesus is saying in heaven for us right now. Are you getting this? A lot of time, we get into trouble because we say wrong things. This applies to everything, including your kids, including your brother and sister in the church. I don't look at a member in the church and say, "Oh." I think he's a hopeless case. He will never make it. If I say that, I don't exercise faith for that person. Is that right? When I look at Paul, Joy, and Tanida, when I look at Paul, I say in my heart, I confess, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be a servant of God. He's gonna be anointed. He's gonna love God. He will be a godly man. Amen. I was so proud of him yesterday that a a lady, uh, she's a grandma, was speaking to Paul in my house, and Paul turned around, stopped the TV, and talk and smile and try to show respect to that lady instead of just ignoring and play game, or just just what? I'm playing game. Please get out of here. But he was so polite to that lady in my house, and she is 91 years old. I have faith for my kids. I have faith for my members. Please have faith for me that you say Jesus. He's gonna be anointed. He's gonna check the nation for this church instead of a oh, hopeless case. Pastor Lau, he cannot do much. You keep confessing like that. You are cursing your own pastor. Don't say that. Hopeless, hopeless. No, we need to 
focus on the right thing and confess the right thing according to the Bible. And you're going to see miracle happen and change happen in, in your life, in your husband, in your wife, in your kids, in your church, in your pastor, in your leadership. A lot of times the devil is so cunning. He will tell you to attack leader instead of standing firm and confess the right thing for your leader and pray and have faith for your leader instead of, yeah, he's bad. He deserves the curse and bondage and he's a bad guy. No, don't speak negative. Amen. That is what a lot of people are doing and, and bring problems to themselves. We should speak positive, confess the same thing that Jesus said. He said in the Bible, I took that place, I died for them, I paid for their sin, I healed them, I'm their substitute, they are more than conqueror. Amen. I am their Jehovah Jireh, their, the God, the provider. I'm the God more than enough. He was speaking positive in heaven, and we need to say the same thing. Confess the same thing. Focus our eyes on Jesus, on what He did, and what He is doing for us. Look at another scripture, Proverbs chapter four, twenty to twenty-two. My son, give attention to my words; incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes; keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Many people fail in life because they already fail in their spirit. Instead of keeping the word of God, the promise of God, and the things of God in their eyes, in their heart, inclined here to listen to the right thing, they always listen to the negative, the gossip, the criticism. What the TV say, what the movie say, what the news say, instead of inclining the ear to see, to hear what God say, keep the right thing in front of their eyes. You know, I tell you, if people start to gossip, I walk away. I don't want to get involved because if I keep hearing, it grew in my spirit. I walk away. If people start to talk bad about any pastor or any church, I'm sorry. Bye bye. I have something to do. I don't want to hear anything negative because it's ruin, ruin my spirit. I don't want to hear those things. You need to keep hearing, incline your ear to what God say. You need to keep the right thing before your eyes. Amen. I want to teach you practical point here. What does it mean? Keep the word of God before your eyes. It means that you keep focusing, meditating, thinking, and not only that, you see in your spirit. What the Bible say happened to you? I give you example. When I walk in the hospital, sometimes the devil tell me because so many sick people there, so many cancers, so many sick people, people dying, people get lung disease, and I walk around. Sometimes I have to say like this to myself: I see myself at hundred years old, still walking strong, preaching in the nations, lay hand on the sick. I'm strong. I see myself. I walk around. I'm not gonna have cancer. I'm not gonna have heart disease. I can still strong. I see myself anointed, strong, well-to-do, sharp. Strong preaching the gospel. Amen. You see yourself that way. One day I give counseling to a member of the church. Why don't you go find a good job? Oh, I cannot do it. It's impossible. I'm not good enough. Oh, that's why. 
You don't get a good job because you see yourself failed already. You see yourself not making it. No, rise up, seeing yourself strong, anointed, successful. You see yourself in what the Bible say. Keep the word of God in your eyes. The Bible say also that the word of God is health to all their flesh. It's a medicine. God give us the prescription. You know when I write prescription. Pepsi, 20 milligram B I D. Taking Pepsi two times a day after meal. P C mean after meal. So the doctor keep prescription. Jesus give us prescription too. How you gonna keep your health strong, your life strong? You how you gonna walk by faith? Number one, look at the prescription. Give attention to my word. Listen to the word of God carefully. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. This is a prescription, the command of God. Always stay in the Word. Listen to the Word. Keep in front of your eyes. See yourself. What God promised happen to you now and forever. You need to see yourself that way. That the Word of God happen in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you can see that the Bible faith. Is a faith that is based on the word of God. The Bible faith is of the heart, and the Bible faith is believing before you see it, and then the thing will happen later on. How do you do that? You need to focus on Jesus, focus on what Jesus did, focus on His promises, and also confess it, speaking it, and keep yourself seeing yourself in that. Yourself, seeing yourself in the promise of God, Amen. I see my kids all well to do spiritually, mentally, everything. I don't see my kids fail. I put the promise of God what I see in my own children. You need to have that kind of attitude, Amen. Let me read one more time. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have. Them, you believe before you see it. Let me explain to you about seeing. A lot of time, we have this mentality: if I don't see, I don't believe. How many people see radioactive wave in the air? If you have a radiation treatment, you lie in a machine, you don't see the radioactive wave in the air, but it's happening. Is that right? To kill the tumor in your body. The cancer or something—not your cancer, somebody else's cancer. You don't have cancer here. No cancer in this church. Okay, you don't see the radioactive. You don't see it, but it's working. The same thing with the spiritual world. When you pray by faith, you don't see what is going on in heaven. You don't see, but it's happening. God is moving. God sent angel to do thing. God doing something for you supernaturally. Amen. You don't see it, but you believe that something happened in the spiritual realm. Look at another scripture, Hebrews chapter thirteen, verses five to six. The Bible says, "For he himself has said, 'I will never leave you nor forsake you.' So we may boldly say, 'The Lord is my helper.' Everyone say, boldly say. Faith is of the heart. Faith is in the Bible." Faith is to believe before you see. 
You don't depend on what you see. Faith is about focusing on the Word and on Jesus. And not only that, you need to boldly declare. A lot of time, we get into trouble not because of Satan. A lot of time, we get into trouble because of what we say. Pastor, pray for me. I have a call. Pastor, I think I will die of cancer. Pray for me. You, you speak it. You, you declare that you're going to die of cancer. You keep speaking it. Don't say something like that. Don't speak negative. Amen? But you should boldly declare, God is my helper. God is my doctor. God is my help. God is my refuge. God is my victory. I have wisdom. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be strong. You need to confess what you feel, but what the Bible says. Let me conclude this sermon. Why we produce so many CDs? Why we record all the teaching? You say the wrong thing because you believe in the wrong thing. And you believe in the wrong thing because you have a wrong thinking. Think about it. If you have wrong thinking, you believe wrong thing and you say wrong thing. How to correct that problem? If you listen to the Word of God all the time, you read the Bible all the time, spend your time reading the Bible and listening to the good teaching, then your thinking will be adjusted to think the right way. Then you believe in the right thing, and then you say the right thing, and then your life will have victory. A lot of people get into trouble because they have wrong thinking, wrong believing, and wrong saying, and they get into trouble, and they blame the devil. I got an email from Thailand, a lady. She's an old believer from another church. She's not in our church. She loved the sermon that I preached called Being Thankful. And I turned on the music called The Raindrop Keep Falling on My Head. And she emailed me that now I understand that, that song, what it means. After I listened to your sermon 30 times, I am a complainer. I like to complain. I'm negative. So I have to listen to that teaching about being thankful and stop being complaining and negative for 30 times to get into my spirit that I should not think negative. I should not be complainer. After her thinking is changed, then her belief is changed, and then her word is going to be changed. She's smart. She listened to the sermon 30 times. She tried to get out from that kind of attitude and that kind of lifestyle. Amen? So let me make a conclusion here. Faith is of the heart. Bible faith is based on the Word of God and the promises of God. And you need to believe before you see it. Not believe after you see. Not like Thomas, but Abraham. You don't consider negative things, wrong things. You consider the Word, the promise, Jesus and what he has done for you and what he is doing for you. Then you say the same thing he say in heaven right now. Confession. Say the same thing. You declare, you boldly declare what God say. You believe and you declare. You need to work out your salvation. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, work out your salvation. How do you do that? Work out your salvation. Get into the Word, go to church, listen to the sermon, get the Word of God in. Get rid of the old thinking, the bad thinking. And then believe and begin to build faith in your heart what is right according to the Bible. 
and you begin to control your mouth. Don't say negative thing and say only what the Bible say. If the Bible say by His stripe I am healed, yes, by His stripe I am healed. Amen. If the Bible say He's my helper, He's my strength. Yes, God is my helper. He is my strength. Keep doing. On Saturday night, when I conducted deliverance, casting out demon in LA, I have to tell you, my flesh said this is gonna be tough. 150 people casting out demon, but at that time, God gave me faith, and I say, God is my helper. God is my strength. Tonight, people gonna be set free, and it happened because I confess the word of God. God answer my prayer. Amen. Faith come by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And if you can do that, you can laugh all the time. You can smile all the time. You know, Pastor Dan and I lately laugh a lot in my house, in our house. We talk and then we laugh. We are not worried anymore. We don't live in anxiety or depression. Why? Because the Bible says in Hebrew chapter 4, verse 3, For we who have believed do enter that rest. I love you so much that I want you to have a life that is not full of worry and anxiety, lose sleep, taking Prozac. You know that a lot of people are depressed in society now. Even I see sometimes 30 years old man coming to my office taking Prozac. Why? Because people don't know how to walk by faith. This is worry, worry. They don't know how to hook up to God and believe and have faith and can rest in the Lord. Sabbath day is Sunday for us. But Sabbath day is not only Sunday, actually. Every day, we can rest in the Lord and laugh and enjoy life because we have faith in God. We know God will do supernatural things and God can take care of us by faith. Amen? Amen. My dream is to see that this church will be full of people who have strong faith. And you see God answer your prayer. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Do you learn something today? Are you glad to be here? Let's give hand to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people promise God that you're going to put this into practice? Do you mind if I correct you if I hear something that is not right? If you come to me and start to speak negative and I say, ah, 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 stop speaking negative. You start to have a negative thinking come in and ah, don't think that way. Think what the Bible says. Do you mind I correct you? Pastor Da is very good in correcting. She can correct you. Amen. We need to stop those kind of things and start to be positive, thinking the right way. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask the last question before I close this service. Is everyone in this room sure that you will go to heaven if you leave this world? How many people is sure that you're going to go to heaven after you leave this world? Raise your hand up. You sure? Okay. If you are not sure, I want you to make sure Jesus said that I come to give life, give it more abundantly, and those who believe in Him will have eternal life. 
Let's settle the issue here. That you will definitely go to heaven. You definitely become a child of God, and you will enter into the newness of life after you receive Jesus Christ into your heart. You, sometimes you need to check your heart every day whether you are really born again or not. Amen. Are you really born again? Do you really have Jesus Christ in your heart, and you have relationship with Jesus? How many people want to make sure today? Raise your hand up. That you make sure you want to. You're gonna go to heaven. You have relationship with Christ. Raise your hand up. Hi. You want to make sure. If you're not sure, you want to make sure today. Raise your hand up. Raise your hand up. Accept Jesus. Why don't you pray with me? Follow my prayer. Amen. Ask Jesus to come in. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you want to do that, why don't you stand up? Stand up. If you want to pray that prayer. Stand up and pray together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stand up to show God that I'm serious. I want to be born again. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pray with me right now. Father in heaven, I want to have assurance of my salvation. Lord Jesus. Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. You are my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That you cleanse me. That you cleanse me by your blood. By your blood. And you will work in my life. And you will work in my life to keep me pure. To keep me pure and holy. And holy in your eyes. In your eyes. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I want to have a relationship with you. As my Lord, as my Lord, my Master, my Master, my Savior, my Savior. Abide in me, Lord. Abide in me, Lord. And I want to abide in you. Help me to walk by faith, Lord. Help me to walk by faith. Teach me each day. Teach me each day. To walk by faith. Not by my feeling. Not by my feeling. Not by sight. Not by sight. But by faith. By faith. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired. Your.